0: T O M M I N C at yahoo.com. Now, on back to our service. Welcome to Ten of Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we're going to be in the book of Romans. We are going to be in Romans 8, starting at the 24th verse. Amen. And we're just going to dive right in. Romans 8 and 24, it says, For in this hope we were saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope. You can't hope for something you can see. I mean, you can, but why why would you want to do that? It says, For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So that's the difference. because if you can see what you hope for, you'll be impatient about it. You can't wait to get it. If, it's, if you can see it, you'll feel like it's in your grasp and then you start doing crazy stuff to get it. right? All right. But if you hope for what you can't see, you can hope for it with patience. Some of you can't get your hands on. All right. It teaches you patience. 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So you have the Holy Spirit that can help you waiting patiently in your hope. Mm-hmm. right right this is where discipline within yourself comes in you can want something real bad you know mm-hmm. but the spirit helps you contain that that uh, excitement to want mm-hmm. to have it to get it You'll hear people say, "Eh, Whatever you want to go, just go and get it. Mm -hmm. And end up in debt. (laughs) And end up losing it. Right. And you're back where you started. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Crazy. (laughs) Right. For we do not know. It says, Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. We don't know what to pray for. So this is why the spirit is to help us, right? Mm-hmm. Spirit know what we need. Right. We don't necessarily know what we need. We can kind of kind of guess. Mm-hmm. It said we don't know what to pray. For as we ought. But the spirit. They say we ought to though. We ought to know. But we don't tend to get into the deepest part. Of what we need. We tend to. Hit the surface. Mm -hmm. But the spirit. Himself intercedes for us. With groanings. Too deep for words. So the spirit intercedes for us. This is why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit because you can't do any of this stuff without the Holy Spirit. Okay. <clears throat> the, Holy, the Holy Spirit helps us with hope helps us contain our hope. Put it in a proper perspective. Helps with our patience of a thing. All right. And then when we pray for what we need. We don't know what to pray for, so the Spirit helps us pray for what we're supposed to pray for. Mm -hmm. And he says it's too deep for words, which means that we don't even understand it. We just let the Holy Spirit take over and let him pray for it. We learn something in the process. 27 says, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So the Spirit will never ask for or talk to God about you, about anything that is not in the will of God for you. Y'all get that? Mm -hmm. And we know that for those who love God All things work together for good. Mm -hmm. You'll hear people say, all things work together for my good. It's not for your good. It says for the good. good. For good. Mm -hmm. Whatever that good is, it works together for that. It might be in your life, but it's not for you just specifically. Right. Because all things is working for God's good for his plan for you, you see? For those who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So all of this good is for God. <laughs> That's right. It's for his purpose for you. Right, It's funny the word good, because we, when we talk about the word good, Jesus tells us that, you know, they asked him, they called him a good teacher. And he said, no one's good but God. Right. That's right. But isn't it interesting that we come up with words that supersedes, that tries to supersede good. Right. We have the word. God tells us when he made the days and the trees and the flowers, it was good. It was good. But when we have an event. It is stupendous. Mm. It's an extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're like the circus. It's the greatest show on earth. Yeah. We come up with these words. You ever heard somebody say, you know, I'm only doing this for the greater good? Yeah. Which means if God says there is no one good but God mm-hmm. that means that you're doing something for a greater good Great. mm-hmm. which means that your good is greater than what God can do right mm-hmm. so you coming up with a greater good mm-hmm. than God had already put in place mm-hmm. Right. we don't know what we be saying that's why Jesus died on the cross he said they know not what they do mm-hmm. right just talking. Yes. <laughs> Just yes. talking. Oh. Twenty nine says, "For those who, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son." Mm-hmm. So those that he foreknew, he predestined. This is before you were born those that he foreknew before they were born, he had already predestined them to do the will of God in the image of his Son. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. God had predestined everything leading up to Jesus being born. So it could happen that way. So Jesus can come that way. So John can bring in Jesus that way. Right? right? Mm-hmm. 30 says, And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. That's allotted. Mm-hmm. Coming from God. So if God predestined you, he has called you. And if he called you, he's justified you. And if he justified you, he's going to glorify you. Why is he going to glorify you? Because he shares his glory with nobody. Right. Because when he glorifies you, you're going to glorify him. (laughs) Awesome. Right? You give him his glory right back. You don't take it for yourself. You give it right back to him. And he doesn't mind glorifying you because he knows you're going to glorify him with you. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Yeah. All right. 31 says, What then shall we say to these things? So all of those things are supposed to happen. If that's going on in your life, what, what does all of that mean? If God is with us, who can be against us? That was the question. If you got God protecting you and doing all of these things, justifying you, who can be against you? Who can fight you? Right? If God is with you, who can be against you? No one. who says he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things if jesus if god gave up his son his only begotten son mm-hmm. what more will he do for us mm-hmm. right right What more will he do for us? 33 says, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And this is one of the main things that we have to understand when we are in Christ. God is the only one who can justify you. You can't justify yourself. You can't justify your actions. Right. God justifies you. And if God is not justifying you, then you're not justified. <laughs> That's it. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? In 34, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Jesus Christ is the one who died and raised and was raised from the dead by the hand of God. So He's the one who intercedes for us. Jesus God sent His Son for a reason and we have to know that intercession has, happens with Jesus Christ. And it still happens with Jesus Christ. That's why all of our prayers go through Jesus Christ. That's right. Right? hmm You'll hear people saying, it's a thousand different ways to go to God. But there is only one way and there's only one person that intercedes between the physical and the spiritual. And that's Jesus Christ. Right. Right? right? Right. He's the only one that has been both places. Right. Well, how is he the only one that's been both places? A lot of people have died. Well, he's the only one who's resurrected. Right. Well, there's a lot of people in the Bible that was resurrected. True. Okay. He's the only one who has resurrected with no sin. That's it. And that kills that conversation. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. So he's the only one who has lived with no sin and died with no sin. Mm-hmm. Right. So that justified God resurrecting him. Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm. The justification for the resurrection of Jesus Christ was that he died with no sin who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or swords any of those things can any of those things You know, pull us away from Christ. The answer is no. But it's also only if you do not allow it to. 36 says, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Now, if that's the case, which it is in a lot of cases, we see it literally in different countries. Yeah. These things, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or danger, or swords, tend to pull you away because you pull yourself away. Right? Mm-hmm. You'll see all of those things happening, and you're just like, okay. And you just move back from God. It's too much. This is why it's important to be rooted and grounded with the Holy Spirit. 37 says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. And you have to know that God has always got your back. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's just go through a couple of these real quick. It says... Well, I am sure that death right yeah. death can't separate us when we die we go straight to God <laughs> Yeah. life nor life can separate us ok how come life can't separate us nor die because death is talking about the natural death when you die naturally you go straight to God you're ok with that mm-hmm. I'm ok with that mm-hmm. but in life what does that mean that means This life on this earth, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow it to separate me. Nothing can, unless you do. You just move away from God. Mm -hmm. That's up to you. Mm -hmm. So a natural death and my natural life is not going to separate me from God. Nor angels. There is no angel, there is no spirit that can come to me and give me another gospel that's going to pull me away from Christ. Right? What? You can't talk to me. No angel, no thing can come to me in a dark cave and give me a golden book and <laughs> tell me anything <laughs> <laughs> about pulling me away from Christ. Yeah. No rulers. No matter what the politicians say, no matter what they tell us about taking prayer out of schools and doing all of these different things that is going to stop me from being in Christ. nor things present or nor things to come as we see the present times and bad as times are and we know they're going to get worse. those things are not going to stop me from praising God right? nor powers. There is no power, powerful enough to get me out of Christ. Nothing. Nothing. And you got to hold fast today. Mm -hmm. There is no power that can pull you out of Christ. There is no height. You can't take me off this planet and think that I'm going to The universe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. There is no death, right? Mm -hmm. You can't take me low enough. You can't give me the deep things of whatever you believe in to make me get out of Christ. Mm -hmm. I know some deep stuff from Egypt and and all of the deep deep thoughts of all of this. All that mess mm-hmm. is not going to take me no. out of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. These things that we're talking about in thirty-eight mm-hmm. is a declaration you need to say to yourself. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is something you supposed to. You need to live by when you're in Christ, because these things are going to come to you. You can't take me hard enough, you don't know things deep enough to take me out of Christ. Nor anything else in all creation, he couldn't even think of no more stuff, but he know it was some more stuff, some mess out there, no matter what you come up with. He's saying all the earth, meaning the, the, the natural things and nature and the universe and all of this stuff that they come up with the energies and all and, you know and all of this stuff oh, man. nothing you can there is nothing that you can come up with that is going to take me out of Christ Ooh. right right nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christs Jesus, our Lord That's right. and the main thing in that last part is nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ That's right. Jesus you have to be in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. and long as you are in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. our Lord you will not be separated from God mm-hmm. but if you are not in Christ Jesus You are already separated from God. You don't have to worry about it. Because you're not there anyway. And this is why it's so important to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Mm. So you will not be separated from God. That's right. So repent. And be baptized in the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ and have your soul saved. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father in the name of Jesus we just thank you for these scriptures in Romans 8. We thank you for giving us the Apostle Paul to give us these things and to teach us what we need to know about your word which is Jesus Christ the one who died on the cross for our sins and now Because of this, we have a chance at everlasting life. Father, we thank you and we praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Hi. Thanks for watching Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries.